The judgy opinions expressed on this reality TV podcast are not backed up by any professional degrees. While Jamie and Jesse are experts in everything, they're certified in nothing. Comments made should be taken with a grain of salt, a glass of Pinot Grigio, and a sense of humor. Enjoy this episode of Judgy and Juryish. Hey, you guys, it's Jamie and Jesse. We are back for episode eight. Jesse, how's it going? Going good. It's a hot ass day today. It, it is. is so hot outside. It's very hot. I welcome it. Yeah. Because I just, I am such a, like a summer girl. I mean, everything's going on in the summer, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. always like some barbecue you get invited to. There's lounging in the pool. I can uh, tan my skin and look like right. at least two times better than I normally <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. Age yourself a little <laughs> <Exactly>. bit. <laughs> Oh, but it's all worth it if I, I could know. wear some cute like cut off shorts and not scare everybody with my white legs. Right, I know. Which I did start on yesterday. Um, my neighbor up the street, I think I've told you about her. Yeah, I'm just getting walk, to know you her. Guys go for walks yeah, we take the kids on walks. Her seven year old boy is in Stevie's first grade class. Uh-huh. And we did a pool day yesterday. Both oh. of our husbands were out of town, so um, we walked up there. Laid by the pool. I refused to get in a bathing suit just yeah. yet. So I was in cutoff shorts and a t-shirt and just, I have crazy tan lines. Oh, you know. But whatever. Okay. You gotta do what you gotta you, do. Yeah. Yeah. In your, the privacy of your own backyard, you can like work on this. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. And that's what I was like. If I was in my own backyard and nobody was here, I would be like yeah. balls out oh, in my bathing suit. Yeah. I don't care. When you I was know? Like freshly postpartum. I would lay and like kind of like look side to side and make sure like my neighbors couldn't see over the wall, but I would lay there with my big old flabby belly, (laughs) but I would have like, I didn't even have like a bathing suit really. It's like my underwear, my kids would lay there and like push on my stomach and I didn't care. I was like, I just want to get my, some color on my stomach. Dude, that is exactly, it's just, it's amazing what a little bit of color on your skin will do. I know. So I I use the fake stuff now though. You know what? Okay. So I went through a phase and I found a really good one. I think it was called Saint-Tropez. That's what I use. Yeah. You get it at Sephora, the the foam foam with Mm -hmm. the mitt. Yeah. I don't do the mitt, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the mitt actually really helped me, but, um, I just, I'm so over like, the process that I'm just kind of like, it's so high maintenance. You know, I'm really lazy when it comes to like getting ready. Like I don't want to have to do lashes every two weeks. I actually don't even want to have to do a gel manicure every two weeks, but I do. Um, I hate going to get my hair done, but I do every eight weeks, you know, seven or eight weeks, but I just, yeah, I hate the maintenance. So I think that I just kind of like, uh, whatever. I'll just either be super white you know, in the uh-huh. winter and the spring and then like come summer, <laughs> yeah. I'll be like real turn tan. Turn it up but not. Turn it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Every Other than that, I'm super excited about summer. I just can't wait to start going camping. Yeah. I don't know. Going to the just, pool. It takes me some time to kind of like switch over, like climatize myself to yeah. like the warmer weather. And like where I live, it's almost always 70 degrees. It will never Perfect. really will get go over 80 or, you know, even like if it's really cold up here, it won't be cold, yeah. that really cold there. It's more mild, like yeah. peachy weather-ish. But I work, where I work is like um, near UCLA. <clears throat> so on campus, for whatever reason, the sun, it's like on a hill. So the sun hits extra hard. So mm. you just really feel yeah. like the intensity. So Dude, anyways, the sun yeah, is it's intense a hot day here today. in SoCal. Now yeah. I am, it's first world problems because right. I honestly wouldn't live West anywhere Coast else. Problems. I love it. West yeah. Coast problems, I should say. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
because I'm such a weather wimp. Right. Like oh, I, I, you know, anything less right. than about 65, 60, oh. 60 I'm like, ooh, freezing ooh, my ass off. Ooh, I know. Ooh, ooh, it's and freezing. you like comment on it every 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's God, cold. so cold. Like, yeah. Oh, so cold. Yeah. Shivering, <laughs> shiver me timbers. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed though, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to give myself a little bit of a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to brag, um, but I have worked out for seven days straight. You have you been getting my notifications? Uh, yeah, you're like closing your rings every day. Yeah. You're doing your mirror workouts, and I'm actually surprised at how many calories you're burning. Yeah, and actually, it you know, like I remember going to the gym and taking classes. Like there was a set class right. at Twenty Four right. Hour Fitness where it was like a combination of like strength strength training with like mm-hmm. dumbbells. Uh, but then there was like a step box where you do cardio and step up, step down. Right. You do a bunch of squats. I right. mean, you worked your ass off. Right. And I feel like I would probably burn more calories than I am right now. So I'm used to that, that number. Mm-hmm. But lately I've been burning anywhere from about like 375 like to like in the to 410. Yeah, but yeah. In the 400s. But, uh, but that's like an at home workout and the time you're not, they're not. I'm usually long. only doing 30 minutes. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying for a yeah. 30 minute, you know, and you're like, Burned 400 in like in a Pilates. Yeah, I know, which I was so shocked. I'm like, oh my God, with Pilates. But I guess it's just, um, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to burn 400 calories in Pilates. But it is the mirror, I have to say, like, and they are not a sponsor of this show (laughs) um, or Murderish, but I love it. Dude, it feels like the trainer is right there with me. You can choose what kind of music you can choose. I mean, Millions of different workouts. I mean, just uh, the trainers are really good. Mm-hmm. The workouts are really good. I've been doing a different workout every time just to kind of see what I like, what I don't like. Right. Um, and I freaking love it. And it's keeping me motivated because I look I look forward to it every yeah. day because yeah. now I'm like, I bought this thing. And you're doing thing, it in the morning, I noticed. Doing too. it in the morning, which I do everything. Whenever I have a large task or project or something that is weighing on me, it has to be done in the morning right? because I lose, start losing motivation right around one Yeah, and where and I just like start to go downhill. Best. And you're like a morning person anyway. You am. go to bed early. Yeah. So it's like the time for you to be doing it. Oh, it is. Like I drink, you know, cup and a half of coffee or whatever. And then I'm up and at it. I'm right. like working out, cleaning my house, mm-hmm. doing stuff like my grocery shopping. But yeah, otherwise right around one o'clock, I'm like done. So mm-hmm. it goes downhill <laughs> yeah. real fast from there. Well, there's two things though. So two things I want to bring up about your workout. One, aren't you, you're not supposed to be working out with your eyebrows or sweating? Uh, yes. Now, um, <laughs> Cause I keep thinking like, oh, she's still in the healing Here's phase. what I will say. Okay. Okay. Here's what I will say. There's only been about once or twice in my workout since I've had it where I felt a drip of sweat go down my back. Oh, like, like I'm actually right. like sweating, okay. sweating. For the most part, I have not been doing cardio. I've been doing like Pilates strength strength training to where I get a little dewy and I still don't think I was supposed to do that with my eyebrows. Yeah, I get a little, which is (laughs) 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 panties, moist. Don't say those words. (laughs) And don't ever say them together. (laughs) I know. Thanks a lot, Jesse. Gonna have to put a trigger warning at the the beginning of this episode. Make sure the E is on there because that's explicit. Oh, 100%. Yeah. When you not say an moist, F-bomb. Yeah. Oh. Moist, 100%. No. Oh, yeah. We drop F-bombs yeah. all day no, long. Right. That's not explicit to me. Right. Um, anyway, but, so you don't have sweat coming from your scalp I dripping don't. over your face. Okay. I don't. And I'm on day eight with my brows, which means I can get them wet now. Oh, but right. to be honest, I was working out before on day mm. one through five as okay. well. Because when I did my eyebrows, I truly like 
cut it out for two weeks. But I have oily skin. My, the I knew the pigment would be hard to take right. for the microblading. So I just, to be safe, yeah. I did not sweat. I didn't like overexert myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't do a lot of cardio. I didn't do any of that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I did. And I'm just kind of, because I, I kind of, I'm so afraid of, I don't want to jack my eyebrows up because it is an investment for mm-hmm. sure. But I'm so afraid that if I stop for that long, like you'll never get back. Am I going to get back? No, like, I, know. I am in a rhythm right now. I, know. So I just need to keep it up. Keep it going. Keep it so going. Girl, keep checking okay. my notifications. I know. So boo. the other thing that I was going to bring up yeah. about it, that there is a little trick to like how your calories are counted on your Apple oh. watch. Tell, <laughs> I please, have it for me. Tell, okay. Please. Oh yeah. Cause <laughs> you guys, Jesse literally burned like 1100 calories, calories yesterday. yesterday. Okay. But this is what I've noticed. And this is like my trick too. But I, like I said, it's like, I need the dopamine hit of closing my rings sure. and like killing it and closing my rings. So mm-hmm. I don't care if that's done dirty, like yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So, um, my, for me, um, you know, I was, when everything was closed down for the pandemic, I just ran outside and I would sometimes do like an outdoor hit where I would like run and then do a hit at like a sports field and then run home or something like mm-hmm. that. But now my Orange Theory Fitness opened up indoors. I'm freaking obsessed. I've gone like so many times. It just feels so good to like be on, uh, like having somebody tell me what to do, have like yeah. music blasting where it's like deafening and I'm doing a whole body full workout. I love yeah. it. So what I do is I do not log it on my Apple, on my, on my, through my Apple fitness, mm-hmm. I have like a orange theory, um, band. uh, yeah, band, like a device that, that logs my workout and it, cause it has to tell you like when you're in the orange zone, when you're in the red zone, mm-hmm. the, whatever that then populates into my thing. But what it does is my, it shows my active calories okay. and my total calories are the same. So it's actually harder to earn active calories if you do like an Apple, related Got it. workout. Okay. Yours is your mirror does the same thing. You're active and you're Yes, and my total, uh, total calories are the same. Yeah. But it populates as your as your active. Anyways, so you're going to have a higher calorie count burned, you know, I from that. I see. Okay. Anyways, so, just it's a little trick, but okay. I So then when offline Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about this, yes. but like right now, when I use my mirror workout, right. I I I go into to the controls or- and I tell it to use my Apple Watch to count oh, my calories. Yeah, but is it linking to your mirror? Yeah, yeah. So, but it, because you're using like another probably app or my, like you're not using like if I okay. did a, if I if I logged a hit workout yeah. when I did Orange Theory, it would only log like maybe 500 calories burned. Okay. But my total is 634 okay. when I do it through Orange Theory Fitness. But yes. it will populate into my Apple Fitness and do okay. all this. Okay. This, this, this Felix is going to get really boring. But I anyway, know. it's a trick. It's, it's a like trick. A, it's okay. a trick to like show more calories burned. Even Here's, though you are burning them, they're just not the active calories. Yeah, which I want to I want to get the active calories. Last right. thing I'm going to say on this is uh, I haven't o- fully opened up the mirror box to see what other kind of trinkets it came with. Mm-hmm. I've just been using my Apple Watch as my calorie counter mm-hmm. heart rate monitor. I bet you there's some sort of band in there oh, yeah, totally. that connects to the mirror mm-hmm. that maybe okay. Anyway, it's like your statistic. Anywho. Anywho. But anyways, good for you. Good job. Like it's Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Well, yeah, you inspire me yes. and I already told you that. Um, let's talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer. Yeah. Holy oh, shit. My God. I got I, It is one of my favorite franchises. Yes. I really do love it. And it's – I I'm really excited for this season. Super excited for this season. Yeah, I am too. Um, sometimes it can fall a little flat for me, but sometimes it can be really good. Obviously, right. when there was the Kyle and Kim drama, like, you stole my house. You know, oh, that was just so like good. such good TV. 
So on the trailer, though, I mean, we obviously everybody has been anticipating because of the Erica Jane right. drama. Well, Who, will they cover it? And I think we find out they're going. They're to going it. to cover yep. it, and more than one of the ladies hit her up about it right. in a certain, ask her questions right. about it. Did you have a heads up about it? Did you, um, did you know anything? Um, did you, I forgot what the exact questions were, but there was like three different ladies who asked Erica a question about it. Oh, but Sutton got it the worst. As you see in the trailer through clenched teeth, yeah. Erica says, uh, cause Sutton says some, don't talk to me, don't speak to me that way. And Erica right. goes, or what? Yeah. And she says, nothing. And she goes, that's what I thought. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like she is so, like, how dare you? But you know what? Girl, no, you are going to have to address this. Yes, I am sorry. Who do you, you think are. you are? You're not yeah. going to get to be icy Erica anymore. I mean, maybe she will be to where you just shut everybody down. No, this is too big of a topic. Right. And I hope these ladies dig and dig and dig. And I saw at one point – um, one of the ladies, I forgot who. Uh, anyway, several of the ladies I do see ask her in oh, different yeah. ways, yep. kind of softly. Yep. And, you know, Erica says in the trailer, you know, I was, um, no, I didn't have a heads up about Tom's mm-hmm. illegal dealings. Those are not the exact words, but she basically was like, she had no idea. And she says something like, you know, I was going, I was going to hold that man's hand until he died. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Which okay. probably was going to be any day now. Which was like any <laughs> yeah. day now, right? She's exactly. Like years older than exactly. Her. So you know, and I love that um, Sutton and the new housewife Crystal oh, Kong yeah. Minkoff. They have a little trauma. Oh, Sutton <laughs> seems to really like. I feel like she's too delicate for this, and I don't. She was delicate last season. I'm surprised she did it again. But I yes. do. Yeah, she gets it from like two housewives at least that we see. She does. But thank you, Sutton. I know. Thank you for bringing bring it, it. Bring yeah. it up, yeah. and because it needs to be talked about. And you know, a lot of people are so happy on social media that Sutton got a diamond, you know, because I don't think she held a diamond last season. And so let's hope Sutton does have a way about her to say things that nobody else will say. Right. Does she comment on her pants or something? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because Crystal's like, you are just an awkward, you are just jealous. And Sutton's like, of what? Your ugly pants? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And then it shows Crystal standing there still like, da, 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 here yeah. I am in my pants, you know, it's so good. And then of course, Kyle makes a comment about uh, Scott Disick and Amelia yeah. Gray yeah. Uh, dating. He's too old. He's got three kids. But you know, all the chatter that I see in social media is like, Lisa is thirsty as fuck. Oh, Lisa Rinna. Yeah. And she is loving that her daughter oh, is attention. dating right. a Kardashian adjacent right. person. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> She's like so freaking thirsty. She's like, yes, this is like fulfilling her dreams. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about a tweet that I saw recently okay. and it does have a, uh, it has a real housewife, former real housewife tie in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you and I don't watch the bachelor. I will admit I watched seasons years ago. Right. It's, Far too cheesy for me. Right. I, I you know I, I like the um the Bachelor. I'll watch not every season, but the Bachelorette mm-hmm. when it's the first when she, the girl is meeting the guys. Yeah, I love the spectacle of yeah. all these men, and some of them are such like buffoons. Like they make such a fool out of themselves, and they get drunk, and yeah. the editing is amazing. It's priceless. Yeah. Like I literally laugh out loud usually on the first episode of the Bachelorette. Like I just want to watch that. Right. I don't want to watch like. 
the first episode of The Bachelor where it's like all oh, the girls like doing their like, you know, I don't know. It's yeah, trying to be cute. It. And, like, yeah, stand out. I don't know. The guys to me like crack me up. Oh my God. So maybe there's you need some, to like just watch, watch it. That, yeah. Just that episode and that's all you need to watch because okay. it's usually like they get in fights, they get drunk, they're funny. Like some of them are there. They, they, we know that they're there for the wrong reason. Yeah. So that's the only kind of like attention i give the bachelor which is pretty franchise. entertaining yeah, yeah but oh, like the so hometown good. dates and all like the bull oh, i hate when they go on dates and it's just life. so effing fake and like god i've never felt this way about the gaze into each other's eyes i just either like on top of a windmill yeah they got a helicopter dates- ride to like a windmill and then it's like but this guy's like a farmer at home yeah like he's never going to provide this kind Absolutely of stuff for you not. I, it's just it is so ridiculous it is ridiculous they know like the producers know like oh how yeah ridiculous but it i mean is, it gets ratings i know so a former bachelor so again I don't know much about the current Bachelor seasons, but his name was Colton. Right. Was it Colton Underwood? I'm not yes, sure. Yes, I think mean, okay. it's Colton Underwood, yeah. So he recently came out as gay. I right. think he went on like Good Morning America or something mm-hmm. and um, basically came out as gay. And and don't quote me on this, but I believe he said in the interview somewhere around the age of six, he knew he was different. Mm-hmm. Um, and somewhere around, I think the age of 17, 18, something like that. He knew he was gay. So uh, for whatever reason, you know, he went on The Bachelor. And I believe he was a virgin when he was on The Bachelor. Obviously, he Mm -hmm. went on The Bachelor as a straight man. And I don't know what happened. I don't know who fell in love with him or whatever. I do know there was some drama. He ended up with a girl. They were engaged. Probably it's the girl he chose. Then they broke up. And then she accused him of, like, stalking her. There was, like, all this – drama afterward that I read about. So I don't know if he really actually did or Uh what that was all about. So he has come out as gay. Now, Carol Radziwill from, you know, from, yeah, the New York cast, she came out and said, let me read the tweet. I did a screenshot of it and she's catching a lot of heat for this. Mm -hmm. And then let's you and I talk about it. Um, it's interesting that she's having, like, I don't follow her tweets as much. And I did just on Bravo, they have a show, called um oh shoot it's like after or where are they? it's kind of like a where are they now housewives yes, and i watched a whole that. episode of her okay it's really interesting because it ta- she talks about her and bethany and how she's kind of like staying out of the limelight right. so it's interesting that she kind of has I- caught a surprised. lot of heat with this tweet yeah. i i could see somebody writing this tweet but it kind of blew me away that it was carol i know but uh, you know i always try to understand where is she coming from so right. this is exactly what her first tweet said she has sent some follow-up since then she says Congrats to Colton Underwood, but also what? You you apply and compete with other men to go on a TV show looking for love and you think you might be gay? What about processing that without involving tw- uh, TV crews, without involving TV crews and 25 girls? It's a great day for gay men, bad day for young women. Hashtag bachelor. Uh-huh. So – I see what she's saying, to be honest. Yes. I think she's just saying, like, if you knew, like, what are your um, motives? But, you know, he could have really been trying to figure something out and, like, you know, still did, wasn't sure right. when he went on the show. So, okay. So, I what I th- first off, like, as far as what she says about what it, without involving the TV crews, I don't think that really matters. I don't know if she's trying to say, like, you wasted their time, you right. knew you were gay, and yet right. you, you had them create the show. But, like, isn't everyone almost like a waste of time? I think there's, like, only two marriages that have resulted. Honestly, it it's never kind works of like out. it's just for TV and still in a way. TV. So, exactly. whether or not he, exactly. he was gay or knew he was or right. anything like that, the producers still produced a show right. that got they still ratings. got paid. Yeah, yeah, they still got paid. Now, Maybe what she's saying as far as the 25 girls, 
you know, maybe she's saying like, look, if you knew you were gay or had a hunch that you were, why are you going to go and drag these women through this? Maybe she's thinking like you're playing with their heartstrings, you're wasting their time. They could have been finding love somewhere else. I don't know what. So I understand what Carol I, I, I can understand yes. her ha- feeling some like sort of way. Process of it. Like, right. dude, you knew you were gay. Because he did admit, I think, on the interview that like, hey, I knew I was gay in my teenage years. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my thought, though. And okay. you and I talked a little bit about this. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't come from a, a religious family. So I can't really relate to this. But this pressure... Um, reportedly he comes from a very Catholic family, um, very religious family. And, you know, perhaps, yes, he knew he was gay at the age of 17 subconsciously, had never acted on it, had never come, who knows, maybe not. Right. He says he's a virgin. Um, and, and, and hadn't come out perhaps, you know, him going on the bachelor was like, look, I'm going to go on here and maybe I can push it down because he still was not wanting to like have his life implode on him because he comes from such a Catholic family. He feels all this pressure maybe, and, you know, and maybe that was just his effort to go. I'm just going to give this like a last ditch effort to like, not, I don't want to be gay. I don't want to lose my family. Let me go on the show and see what happens. Maybe I'll fall in love. So I don't know. I mean, I can see both sides. I don't know who I am to judge anybody's journey of how they choose to come out. I don't think he's the world's most horrible villain for knowing he was gay and still going on The Bachelor. Yeah, you I know? do feel like I even just like in this, the last, just us going through right now, I kind of, now I, I disagree with Carol because um, it's a freaking show on TV yeah. for entertainment value. And if it's, this is really like a true attempt at trying to, find love for somebody like, yeah, that's what the show is, but it is still about entertainment. Yes. They still provided that season. Women always get their heart broken on the show. Exactly. And there are guys, we know that there are guys that have been on it. They, maybe they say they're looking for love, but it, you know what I mean? They're looking Do for we really some fame know, or somehow. they're looking for fame. Exactly. So, so who cares? I actually think that whatever. I was just shocked that she chose to speak same. out about that. Maybe she like that was like, interesting or post too soon and didn't yeah. think too much. Did Could she ever? Been. Did she make any statements? She, she had a follow up tweet and I don't remember exactly what it said, but yeah, lo- you know, she caught a lot of heat for that tweet, and right. I'm sure some people agree with her, but she did catch a lot of heat for yeah, it, definitely. from what I could see. So that was that, and then um, oh, there on the true crime front, there was a, some big news in a cold case, the Kristen Smart case out of what San Luis Obispo, I think. Um, so there has been, there was a podcast that came out called in your own backyard that came out a few years ago. I want to say I listened to it back then. So I don't remember all the details. I do remember really loving the podcast, thought it was well done. I remember having the feeling that the person who was hosting it and, and I don't have his name in front of me. Um, he was very genuine in wanting to know and help to see what happened to her, to really draw up some leads. I don't know if he's a journalist or investigative journalist right. by nature. Um, I want to say, I remember he definitely mentioned, look, I've seen the billboards my whole you know life right. or for a long time because right. I grew up in the area mm-hmm. and I just want to know what happened. Right. So he started, I think, investigating right. it. He, he launched like the podcast. Dives, right? Yeah. right. And so what came out of that was, I believe he had a, very good suspect. Right. And that suspect's name was Paul Flores. Mm-hmm. And there was some really sketchy stuff. So I think this, the, 
what happened was in a nutshell, mm-hmm. Kristen Smart was a college student. She went to a college party, got really drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, Paul Flores, who's now been arrested. So has his father, father who's 80 right. years old. Paul is in his four early four or right. 44 years old. Um, at the time, Paul Flores was like, look, I'll, I'll walk you home, you know? So he volunteered to walk her home. She left her friends at the party. She left with him. Nobody ever saw her again. Right. The next day, super sketchy. Paul Flores reportedly had a black eye mm-hmm. and people were wondering where did he get it from? And of course that makes your mind wonder, did, was she fighting for her life? If he mm-hmm. did in fact kill her, her body has not been found. And so Paul Flores has been arrested. His father, who's 80 years old, has been arrested and what's on, and I'm so happy. And I remember after listening to the podcast and again, it's been quite a oh, while, so I don't remember the details. But I remember feeling like, wow, that is some very powerful evidence, whether it's circumstantial or not, mm-hmm. against this Paul Flores yeah. guy. So it's looking like they've and got I a really good suspect. And I know they uncovered a lot of um, incriminating evidence, I think, They too. did, which is why From I think From the now- dad's house, or I think he was living with his dad, right, where they arrested yes, him? Yes, I think so. So and wherever so- they were, he was residing, I know that they had a lot of like- Evidence. Absolutely. Seems. So, you know, with the podcast, maybe it was mostly circumstantial, but now, now they have some, I mean, maybe some hard they evidence. They might have some hard right. evidence, which is going to be interesting. And of course, the question that's on everybody's mind is there going to be a plea bargain to tell mm-hmm. us where that body is so right. the family can have some peace um, and, and, and start to move on, you right. know, now that they have her body. So I, who knows? I it's know. very interesting. And a lot of people are saying, well, what the hell? What about the mom? What about Paul Flores' mom? She's mm-hmm. got to be culpable. And again, I don't remember all the details right. that may role. have been discussed in the podcast. Yeah. But again, it's called In Your Own Backyard, backyard. I believe. Yes. Um, and it's the I Kristen think what's cool is that, like, um, that a podcast, and we, we're seeing this now, like, I mean, the, you remember the Adnan? That's Adnan like what, Sayed, yes, cereal. You, yes, all, like, all these things, like, there's so much, um, what do they call it? It's like a civilian investigator. Like, there's like some of my favorite, um, like don't fuck with cats on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I think it's, that's what it's about. These like civilian investigators that literally solve cases yes. and help the like law enforcement yeah. to do that. Because a lot of times, you know, these people, they don't have maybe the constraints that law enforcement has. And that sounds silly to say, but like what if there's all, you know, there's are there's many rules law and regulation. Yes. Rules and regulations. Right. There are egos involved. There are, um, there are cover-ups in law enforcement. I'm right. sure that's more rare than, you know, that's right. not the norm, but it happens. Right. There are also law enforcement agencies who are overworked and, you know, they've got cases upon case upon case that stacks up mm-hmm. and one case goes cold and they're like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm putting that one on right. the shelf. Gotta I got to work this on. new one because right. a new case, you know, they say the first 48 hours right. is so crucial. Right. So they go and work the new case, hoping mm-hmm. to solve it quickly. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, this other one just sits Collecting on the shelf. Death. Exactly. Right. And just kind of goes away. And it's like, we almost need this. So I do appreciate the people who take their time and do it for like no money. Absolutely. And like are actually finding peace, you know, for these families and justice. And yes, it's really amazing. And I just watched the um, HBO documentary, a docu-series. It was, um, oh my God, about the Golden State Killer. I go into oh, the dark. Yeah, that, I, Joseph I, yeah, D'Angelo but, yes. in the dark. Something about like I go quietly in the dark. I forget what oh, it's no, called. It's, the um, doc um, series. I'll be gone in the dark. I'll be gone in the dark. That's, that's the name of the is. book. Michelle Again, McNamara is the I mean, author. That had another twist about how she died, and yes. I that was such a good doc. Was very well done. Amazing, I agree with but you. it was like she became like obsessed with him, and she started uncovering things, and then she was actually given access to all yes. of this 
um, evidence. Yes. Boxes and boxes and boxes. They, they entrusted in her yes. to like go through and actually figure this out. I mean, she died before he was caught. Right. But a lot, um, due to her efforts, a lot of it was due to her efforts yes. when she had started. You Which know? is a very controversial in the true crime community. Many people are like pro Michelle McNamara, like, gosh, if it wasn't for her, we may not have ever caught him, this, this, and this. But there are also people who are on another side and just say that she should have never been given access. Oh, um, this, this, and that, you know, just so there right. are always like two sides. And when a case blows up, mm-hmm. I mean, it puts everybody under a microscope. You yeah. know, Rabia Chowdhury or Chowdhury, um, who has been fighting on Adnan's behalf for mm-hmm. 20 years, mm-hmm. She is a hero in many people's minds. And in mine, I, I am in that camp. I think that she's done a wonderful job and uh in, in trying to get justice for Adnan because she firmly believes that he has been wrongly convicted. Right. I believe the same um, based on the evidence that's right. come out. Right. Um, but she also, a lot of people... Uh, now they're call- saying, well, she's just profiting off of, um, you know, an Asian woman's murder. And she's mm-hmm. just, so when you get, when a case and blows that, up, that big, yeah, you're going to have the people the who are going to, yes, is going to happen. The right. haters or whatever you want to call right. it. Um, so it's, it's all very interesting. Um, but yeah, the Kristen smart case, I was very Excited. happy. I and I, I, for text, her family, I remember, like, texting you, of course you already knew about yeah, it. You texted me like, and I was like, oh girl, yes. I already know. I know. Yeah. Um, and one quick thing I will say too about victims, uh, murder victims, families, you know, when you go to crime con, crime con is a true crime event, which I told right. you about that happens every year. I've mm-hmm. been there several times and, um, murder victims' family members go there and try to petition podcasters, true crime podcasters, and say, yes, they want you to cover their case. I just got an email through the Murderish website just two days ago Mm -hmm. of a woman who is trying to solve her sister's murder. She probably feels like she has it solved. It sounds like she has a pretty good Mm -hmm. suspect in her mind, but it's not been... She legally wants to solved. It yeah. So she so wants like- to put it out. So yeah, that this, this thing happens all the time. I mean, these people wow. have picked up on the fact that podcasts are a oh, wonderful yes, medium yes. for getting that information the public, out there. Like, like, like I said, these civilian like investigators are that they put in their time to kind of tease through the evidence and put it out there for, um, it's like called crowdsourcing. It's yes. like you put it out there to like multiple, like to like to the public, and you they never can know have who's their listening. Input. Yes, and they might have a really good take that you did not think of. Yes, I love or it. they might know something. Yeah, somebody's listening to a podcast, and they had, you know, they never got the opportunity to maybe tell what information they had. Maybe they thought it wasn't important. I don't know. Right, but you know, it just it's interesting. Yeah. you know, the leads that a podcast can right. can it's, pull up. It's fascinating. It is so I love fascinating. It. Yeah. Um, real quick before we get into Housewives of uh-huh. Atlanta, Prince mm-hmm. Philip's funeral happened. Yeah, I mean it happened. It was just kind of like know. you know, I mean the nothing big. Um, uh, Prince William and Harry were reunited, but they just show them walking, and there's like family members separating them. Nothing to do. Much about to do it. about yeah. nothing. Nope. Which I think is the way the happened. royal family right. wants it. They don't want. Yeah. They don't want to be in the headlines. Right. So I don't know. Just no. I, I had even forgot. This sounds so bad, but I maybe I've been busy. Uh-huh. But you were like, oh they, yeah, let's talk about the right. uh, the funeral. They, yeah. and I'm like, oh, did it happen? Yeah. You're like, yes. <laughs> like televised. They had like maps of who was going to go where right. and what it looked like from uh, like yeah, an yeah, overhead yeah. shot. Yeah, but but bottom line, yeah, he was buried. And then when um the queen dies, they'll be moved to like where. Um, like, uh, 
you know, the top of the royalty family is yeah. like buried. Okay. I, I'm fascinated by that kind of historical, like they go into the tombs. Oh, yeah. There's like kings and queens that are like, you know, they're down there that like, that's just so fascinating that to me. That is fascinating right. to me too. Just the history, the history of, of it yeah. is so interesting. Yeah. All right. So now this is going to be a hard left. Let's talk about the Atlanta ladies. <laughs> Shit. We Let's were go. like all over the damn place. We but... really were. Uh, but we're going from the Royals yeah, to here. the Atlanta ladies. That's right. Here Come on. we go. That's an easy transition. That's a, such speaking a smooth, of, speaking the of. royal family and Prince Philip dying, let's get into, we're back at Blaze. Yeah. Back <laughs> at the, the Blaze, the Blaze tasting. tasting. Oh my God. So at the Blaze tasting, uh, Marlo apologizes to the ladies, but Portia, you can tell, is really not having it. Like she's kind of like rolling her eyes, fakes a smile, right. like, okay, right. whatever. And then, um, and I love that she still, she said, you know, she can't, Portia can't get over that Marlo, she said, called her a Samuel L. Jackson motherfucker. Like, oh, in the I, voice, I missed that part. Oh yeah. No, in her confessional, like when she was just like, she's like, but you still called me like you use like the Samuel L. Jackson, like, you know, uh, you like the Affleck in your, in your voice was oh. like Samuel L. Jackson, like you. And actually, you know what? She's right. She did. Because there is a difference between <laughs> yeah. like, oh, motherfucker. I know. And like, you yeah, motherfucker. She's fuckers. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. Like everybody at the dinner was like, whoa. Like, yeah. Call, like, well, you when you there? drop a motherfucker, that's yeah. pretty like I intense. Know. I know. It is, it's rare for me. Like when I'm joking a lot, I'll say right. like, oh, I wish a motherfucker would. Right. Or, I know. I know. You know. But like that is like, no. I would be in a really intense. It was very intense. Yeah. Intense. Intense. <laughs> It, it, you're in Excuse a taint. Me, I didn't go in a taint. You guys, <laughs> that's next episode when I went in, went into a taint. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I would have to be in like an intense emotional state right. to be like mother. You but know. it caught everybody off guard when she said it. Yeah. Like everybody was like, it like, it was like the brain, like, like, what did you just say? Yeah. Record like they were scratch. very like offended by it. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, Marlo did too. get, she knew she was wrong. She yeah. apologized for the whole thing. I Who mean, knows if the apology was right. real or not, but I just love watching Marlo, period. Um, and then you cut to a scene where Kenya is telling Candy that Mark, I, he's her husband, town. but it's hard right. for me to say Kenya's husband because is he really Barely. right? Kenya tells Candy that Mark just got here. She's kind of a nervous wreck. She's like, "Look, we go to court in two days," and you know, Candy's just like, Girl. you know, Candy's voice. She's just like, "God, why don't you? Why don't she end it?" Yes. You know, like in her yes. voice. Goes, Ooh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love when she. I am fascinated yeah. by Candy's voice. Um. And it's, I don't know, for some reason, Kenya is afraid to fully end it. And it feels like the whole outside world and her, and her friends are just like, dude, he is not good. No. From what I mean, we have seen, I cannot say that this is bad, no. you know, editing. I know. Dude is a dick. Oh. And now, did you notice they're like pixelating his face now? Yes, which oh, is they showed like a little. And they don't show your daughter her. anymore. No, oh they yeah. So there must be something even like that's happened legally, right? That's, she's that's where that's going his on. control, maybe. Right. Where he's like, look, you're not going to show my daughter. You're not going to show, show me. me. Who yeah, knows? He seems like a super controlling um, guy. And I know that, like, she did say. Kenya said she basically wants to try everything before pulling the plug. So yeah. she just wants to say that she's literally beat a dead horse yeah. before she can like let it go. And I can respect totally. that. Totally. I, I can yeah, respect that. you have a child that. together. And she has a child. Right. Which, uh, anybody who knows, that is a very tough situation to right. leave when you have children together. Right. There's there's guilt that's involved and, and things like that. But um, as Kenya's leaving that conversation, she says, well... She says, I got to put on my big girl. I, I got to put my big girl panties on. But for me, 
Oh, she already had her big girl panties on. Did you see that? <laughs> she did. That's my outfit. Oh my god, Kenya! I have it like written down. <laughs> she did. Now she had her big girl g-string on. Oh, she sure did. That we could see through her transparent gold pants. Absolutely, and I liked I was, it though. Oh, me too. I was like, Dude. who was that leaving the door? I'm like, oh my god, that's Kenya. If I was watching the show on my phone, I would 100% pause it and do the little oh, make the screen bigger, yeah. oh, put yeah. two fingers, and be like, holy <laughs> I know. shit! Because yeah. her ass yeah is like a national monument oh totally i mean especially and it's highlighted it's like so her outfit is a totally see-through gold suggestion of a pantsuit yeah like it's just like it's like the silhouette (laughs) of pants but it's completely see-through so you see ass cheeks g-string but it's like, dang. Oh, yeah. I, I, Kenya's body is just insane. And again, when she gains weight, it's like in all the right places. Oh, of course. She it's, still looks uh, yeah, good. I just put, it's, it was gold and bold. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Oh um, and, and really quick, the food looked yeah. amazing. Oh, God. The food. I, I think Candy brings it. it with the food. Oh, you know, she's God. a foodie. Yes. And I feel, I want to go to Atlanta and yeah. go to however yeah. many restaurants. I want to go to, to every right. single one of Candy's restaurants. Right. Because I feel like they would all – I she knows her shit, yeah. it seems like. And yeah. I think Todd also, they work well together. They they're I, good business partners. They're good business partners and I think they take it very seriously. And I do think the restaurants are not faux successful. Like they really seem right. to be no, yeah. thriving. Totally. And the food just looks – It was like lobster tails, oh. uh, crab legs, steak. Like it looked – Delicious. Yeah, I want to go to I Blaise. think I was hungry too. But I we're taking, it, but yeah. It was you good. and I need to take an Atlanta trip and uh, just go to yeah. Candy's restaurant. I also want to go to New Orleans and I want to go like underweight, like if I can ever get there, which I'll never yeah. be like emaciated, just so I can like go oh, and, and get eat. beignets and, and just stuff. eat. Like yes. I want to eat at all the restaurants there and like. Yeah, and I've been to New Orleans and unfortunately I was oh. there kind of on, I went to CrimeCon. Oh, right. And there was really not much time to go out and like be a tourist and get like the mm-hmm. beignets and the this and the yeah. that. We still had a blast. But I felt like I just ate regular food. Regular Although food. I did have fried green tomatoes for the first time and oh. they were delicious. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, if I went a second time, I would mm-hmm. 100% eat totally. all the things yep. that the city is known for. Yeah. Um, and then Portia and Shamia, of course, they're just like to get Marlo back. I think they're just mm-hmm. like, to, they're bringing up the lipo thing. Yes. And what, they're questioning why did she her. Really, yeah. What was really going on? Yeah. And it was super cringy because yeah. you could tell like, you know, it, there's just that back and forth and Marlo's trying to hide it. It sounds like she probably did get lipo. Right. Uh, and, you know, and the girls are calling her out on it. So that was just like their they were way trying, They were trying to get like a Marlo. timeline of like, when did your nephews jump on your back? Yeah. And when did you say you got lipo? And when were you, or did you get it yet? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Which was like, all right, thanks ladies. But right. moving on. And then of course, during that time, uh, Marlo once again asks an elder, which is Candy's aunt. Yeah. What, what's the issue with her? What is the issue with me and Portia? Right. Like she's asking these older I know people, it's odd. what are my issues right. with these people? Like it's, it's, it's kind of It's kind of like these, that, when she did that at this dinner and then when she did it with, um, uh, Frida. Yeah. At the, Frida. I, like, I kind of was like, it's odd behavior. And I kind of can see why she doesn't have a peach. Remember we want her to have yeah. a peach so bad, but it was, yeah. it was it's a weird kind it's of like. It's odd. Take, I don't know if yeah. she's just like reaching yeah. or trying. I, right. don't, I don't know oh, what also is Also at on. that time when she, after she asked the elder about that. Um, mama, Candy's mom oh. tried to blow out the candles through her oh. face shield. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember talking about everyone has to wear the face shield? Yeah. And I noticed the old people do not take it off at all. Oh no. So she was blowing out the candle because they also were celebrating her mom's birthday. Yes. 
And then she did like a blow to her mask and the yeah. candle just stood there, like didn't even flicker. Okay, but was this the same event that one of Can- Candy's nasty ass aunts was trying to fondle, um, uh, what's her face? Drew's husband, Ralph, oh, under yeah. the table or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. She was like flirting with him or yeah. some, something was going down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. Like, dude. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, so Marlo's kind of like in her confessional and she's kind of like, Snapping, ba- talking about, you know, uh, Shamia and Portia, like, look, right. they don't want me to talk. They don't want me to, you know, bring up Bolo. And at one point I have a quote where Marlo says, Candy told her the bitch fucking Bolo all night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like Marlo's claiming that Candy said that. Oh, and I don't know. Gosh. Look, let's put the Bolo thing to rest. <laughs> it was one of the yeah. greatest episodes. Yeah. But in history, need, yeah. But it's it's time. But we're gonna have the reunion coming up, oh. so just get ready. It's not put to rest oh, until no. this season is put to rest. That's really because all they have this, this season. This is the Bolo season. It is because right. that is really the only thing right. popping on right. this season. You can like Nothing trace everything back to Bolo. I yeah, absolutely. Like. Yeah. So yeah, uh, buckle your seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now we are. Um, oh, real quick. So Kenya has her virtual doctor. Right. Appointment. She has a telehealth boob con- yeah. consultation. Lifts up the yeah. shirt, and the doctor gets an eyeful because right. uh, she's got some big old boobies. Big old uh, biddies. Yeah, tig old biddies. I think she says at that time she wants a boob lift, but later in the episode she it's like, a, like a, reduction. a reduction. But maybe she had a reduction and a lift. Probably if that's even a right. thing. I know that that is a thing for sure. And I don't blame her for wanting to get a reduction. That that's that painful. Was, it's it's hard lot. to find a bra. Right. Can't wear certain t-shirts. Right. Like it's it's a lot. Right. Um, okay. Now this is a part that gets a little cringy for me. Drew brings up profit lot. Uh-huh. Okay. So Wait, that, where are we? I can't remember. So remember, um, I think that she brings, I think Drew brings up profit lot for the first time when Cynthia's having a small business event for oh, black owned right. businesses. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So black owned small businesses, that's which is right. really cool. Yes, that's where I'm at. Okay. Right. And then Drew's just like popping off to everybody like, Oh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Drew's talking about profit lot and she's, you know, and she's telling everybody, she's telling everybody. Yeah, he they was said supposed it, to they be- show like every, she's retelling the story over and over and yes. over again. And first off, so I, I, okay. I, again, I'm not a religious person. I didn't grow up in a religious household. So I, what ex- I didn't know profits existed oh, like nowadays. Like I don't what's yeah, going on. I don't know. So according to Drew, she says a prophet is someone who is gifted to hear God's voice very loudly. Okay. Okay. I, that makes me cringe. And probably self-proclaimed. I'm super yeah. exactly. Right. And then and you see probably him in his like Gucci. more of like a counselor that helps you get closer to God, which is what seems he was doing for Toya. Yes. He was trying to help her. With her relationship with God and right, so Drew is claiming, you know, to everybody that who will listen, uh, she says something like, you know, the prophet was going to do Ralph, uh, going to do their baby blessing for their daughter Anaya. Uh So Drew, here's what Drew says. Drew says that Latoya's mom said that Toya got profit lot a hotel room. Then the two of them the next day had breakfast. So now and then now they're in a relationship. This is what Drew says. Okay. Then <clears throat> she also says, Drew says, Prophet has a baby and a fiance. Right. All right. And so then basically she's like, look, and now we can no longer use him for the baby blessing because of all this bullshit with, you know, Latoya, you right. ruined my baby blessing right. or Which whatever. It's kind of hard to find like the connection in a way, but it is. okay. I, I, I think that sure. Drew was reaching in this moment right. and continues to reach further on into the episode, which we'll talk right. about. So, um, I, although I will say, um, real quick, Marlo bought some sheets from Portia. 
because uh-huh. Porsche's got a bed sheets line. Yeah, they all have some kind of business. I they was do. Like, what? Impressive. Yeah. Um, but uh, Porsche tries to give her the discount card. Marlo's like, yeah, I don't need the discount. No, thank you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she goes, I don't. Give me any color. I don't care what color. Don't care. Blah, just, blah, blah. I'm just buying it to support my friend. It's like a pity know, kind purchase. Of but I oh, really quick when they were showing like they're like when the, you know the, they're editing. Um, the producers are editing in like clips and they're showing like how Toya was drunk the night that the driver talked to Toya yes, and got her to like, try to like go to church with me. We got to figure this out. It uh-huh. was the night in Nice. Yes. And they showed like a slow-mo of um, Toya saying, girls just want to have fun. <laughs> and it's like the slow-mo of Toya, like how drunk she was. And it was That's just like so, so funny that good. they even like show that. I love that kind oh of stuff. Oh my God. See, that kind of stuff just like makes my, and I know. maybe I, maybe I was making notes on my phone during that time. I do feel <laughs> I like I miss certain little details that you catch, right. which is awesome yeah. because I make notes on my phone sometimes while the episode's still playing, yeah. thinking like I'm still right. listening, I know, but I'm probably but you missing little things. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, of course, um, Toya basically tells Candy about Profit Lot. I took his four-week program for life coaching, and now he's my boyfriend? Like, she's just like, bullshit. Right. This is not my boyfriend. I took right. his four-week program. Toya totally denies that she was dating. Not totally, but she denies-ish right. that she was dating Profit Lot. And the, so all the ladies are in the same room after or during the small business event. And at one point, Toya just tells Drew to shut up. Right. She's like, well, that, you need to shut up. And then Drew says, you're preying on the prophet. And it's like, girl, are you? Are, st- I know. Don't- Come on. It takes two. If this really did happen. Yeah. Don't like. There is not. Yeah. She's not pre- using yeah. her sexuality yeah. to prey on this spiritual being. He's a grown right. man. Right. And let's not go there. Right. Drew, I mean, she was so annoying with this. And even all the other yeah. girls were like, dude, like, where are you going with this? Like, you're kind of, it's falling flat. Like all of her, like, first of all, why is this affecting your blessing of the baby? Yeah, your mom is like a pastor. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just uh, feel like you can't find yeah. anybody else. It just, I think she's drumming up drama. To be yeah. It, it was, it was just, she was reaching and it was, it was annoying to watch. Right. Um, so Kenya has her breast reduction. So now, uh, and she's talking, I think to Cynthia on the phone, Cynthia's like, well, are we going to have a titty reveal party? And I like, <laughs> I love that these women use the word titty I know. so much. I know. <laughs> Cause like, I can't imagine like the New York ladies saying titty. Yeah, I know. They probably use some other like titties, breasts. Breast. Yeah. Yes. Um, so then Kenya has a little, I don't know if it's like a shindig at Moore Manor or whatever you call it. The ladies are in, some of the ladies are invited to Moore Manor. Oh, and Marlo rolls up in a freaking banging Rolls Royce. Oh, yeah. I be, I, I need to, where well, is know. this money we coming from? We need to know all those. Yeah. I've I got know. to know more right. about Marlo. Right. Um, and then of course, Marlo comes inside and she's like, okay, where's the food? Where's the drinks? Like basically Kenya has no food. Right. She barely has lemonade to mix with the vodka or whatever alcoholic beverage they're having. Marla's like, well, I'm going to Uber some food for delivery. And then she says, she says in her confessional something like, she says, well, Kenya can apply for food stamps because everybody can get an EBT card during COVID. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, honestly, like, I mean, if I'm going to invite a couple of ladies over to my house or even one, and it's like a, they're going to be there for several hours or whatever, I'm going to have stuff. Right. It may not be fancy appetizers. Right. I'm not a fancy person, it's but I'm going to have something for you. Right. Some nuts, some chocolates. Right. I don't know. Right. Whatever. Kenya just doesn't care. She don't give a shit. No. We know that. Uh, she with- orders like pizza and wings. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect. She's like, don't worry. I got pizza and wings on its way. I got this. Yeah. And um, 
during this little get together at yeah. uh, Kenya's house, Cynthia basically says she doesn't know what a motorboat is. I know. It's so hard to believe, I but know. then it is Cynthia. Right. And I guess she's like kind of like the prude of the group, yeah, if I there guess. is one. I don't, I don't know. know. Of course, Latoya hops on and starts motorboating her, her exactly right how it's away. Done, right. <laughs> And then um, one of the women say something to Kenya like, like, oh, like, did you blow anything? Like, they're referring to, Mark's did you have visit, sex right. with Mark during his visit? And she looks pretty guilty. Like, it oh, she seems, seems like very happy, and that she was relieved in some way, like much more, <laughs> and more of an ease about her. I'm like she got her poison out, Kenya. She got her poison out, like <laughs> yeah. Joey Porga. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, and then, oh, I, I love, so Marlo is wearing these, like, the boots. Ba- the boots. Oh, yeah. Pulls hand sanitizer right, right out, out of his boots. Yeah, it's like a little special conti- compartment on yes. her boot that held a mini hand sanitizer. Marlo knows how to create a scene sometimes. Like, she really, like, oh, obviously, yeah. she did that. She she knew if she pulled hand, han- sanitizer out of her designer boots, right. that would end up <laughs> yeah. on the show. That and was when not going to be on the cutting room And she was pulling it out, everybody was, like, kind of laughing that she did that. Yeah. Almost like pulling, like, a pistol or something out of her boot. She was like, I got to wash my hands of this mess. Like, oh, yeah, everything was, it's so dirty about and the messy. Profit drama. Oh, yeah. I got to wash my hands. I got to wash my yeah. hands of this drama. Which uh, is a big part of this meeting is that Toya FaceTimes yes, the Prophet. Yes, exactly. So Toya FaceTimes Prophet Lot, you know, and he's in his Gucci. He's got a perfect beard. He's got an Adidas ball cap on, I well think. Well-spoken. Like, uh, very yes. well-spoken, you know. And um, basically, she puts him on speaker and he says... He was asked to be a part of the christening, but never really heard back from Ralph and Drew. And Marlo, of course, Marlo, of course, immediately sees that he's wearing Gucci. And she says something like, "Uh, you could be my prophet because I need to make a prophet, honey. (laughs) You're like, go ahead with your Gucci. Oh, Marlo. And then basically the prophet blames it on Drew's assistant. He insinuates that... The assistant is jealous. Yeah, like obsessed with Toya obsessed or something. Obsessed with Toya yeah, maybe, or yeah. something. I don't really know what's going on. Right. But basically the prophet says, I'm not even engaged. Right. And that I was like three years, years ago. Yeah, years. For years he hasn't been engaged. Yeah. So obviously Drew's story and the prophet's story do not match up. No, but so the, Toya and the prophet, it's, and I believe him. I do too. I, it, did, it seems like that right. would be pretty – I mean he can't – Boldface lie about that. It's right. so easy to find out I if know. he is engaged and right. has a brand new baby with this woman and right. all this stuff. So, you know, basically next time on the season finale, finale. episode, yep. Mark doesn't show up for counseling. It looks like he with Kenya. Kenya, he blocks Kenya on his phone. Uh, Drew makes the infamous comment. Yes. You weren't looking for God. You were looking for some dick. And of course I was wrong. I made, I tried to make this radical theory. Right. Last time you oh, and I right. recorded. I thought it was a good... In my mind, it I thought great. it's possible. Right. I thought that maybe that guy that played the pastor or whatever in, in Candy. um, Candy's TV show, right. maybe because he was a good looking guy, maybe right. Toya had hooked up with him and that's where the infamous, you right. were looking for some dick guy. But I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess, you know, during the next episode, Toya throws a wig at Drew and they go at it and boy, Drew is... Right, trying to get at her. There, she's trying to fight. Oh yeah, she's ready to throw hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that. Yeah, that's it on Atlanta. Okay, uh, let's talk about Joyzy. Joyzy episode nine. Uh, we start. I liked this episode. I did too. Um, parts of it, I, I was a little bit of a snooze fest, but I did think it was okay, there was definitely some interesting parts. Okay. It starts off. Jennifer's mom didn't go to Turkey after all to meet the grandbaby. She's still pissed off at the husband. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Jennifer. So then there's a conversation between Jennifer and her mom. And it, oh God, it annoyed me so bad. But of course, Jennifer's like, well, Margaret was being so judgmental. And it's like, oh my God, Jennifer, like acting like Margaret had no reason to judge and ha- be mean, you know, with her right. words to right. Jennifer. And it's like, Jennifer, you've been a bitch. Totally. All, to right. multiple women on the, right. on this cast, you right. know, but right now Marge is your target and oh, you yeah. gave Marge a reason to be judgmental toward you because you were judgmental toward her. Mm-hmm. You were a dick to her and those are just her comebacks. But of course she's telling her mom, you know, Margaret's being so judgmental and saying I'm a sloppy drunk. And the mom's like, who is she to judge? Right. You know, like who is she? Like, <laughs> All right, she's going to stick, she's gonna up, for stick her up for her daughter, right. which I can appreciate. Right. Uh, and then of course, you know, Jennifer goes into, you know, talking about her husband Uh besides his money, my husband's handsome, respectful, educated. I mean, my husband is the man of every woman's dreams. It's like, Oh no. Okay. Say whatever you want. You know, whatever makes you feel better. And don't get me wrong. Bill is adorable. Yes. Seems and I, like guess, a sweet I think man. he does a lot for that family and for her family specifically. Yes. And, and her he mom puts loves up with him. a lot. With yes. Jennifer seems like a lot, but yeah. maybe it's just for the cameras and maybe she I shuts know. it off when they're right. gone. I don't know. Right. Um, so then Jennifer's mom, so then it kind of gets into the tension builds and basically a fight ensues between Jennifer's mom and the dad. Mm-hmm. Jennifer's mom says something like, you know, your father wasn't, your father wasn't man enough. He was never there. Yeah. And Jennifer's like, well, mom, I have fond memories of my dad. Right. And basically I think, you know, the gist of it is that Jennifer's mom was 16 years old. It was an arranged marriage. Child bride. Yeah. When she married this man and I, he was Several years was older. 10 years older. Yeah, 10 years older, right. which obviously super cringe. Totally. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't even want my 18-year-old right. Drew right. marrying a 28-year-old right. man right now. Right. I would oh, not God, be happy no. about no. it, you know? And her mom, it's like, and her mom, like the grandmother was like encouraging her. And even like she said before her wedding night, she didn't want to marry him. Marry she him. never wanted to marry him. Yes. But her mom was like, if you don't get locked in, like, it's going to be know, like a, a hard shame life. on our yes. family and all these things. So obviously there was just all this pressure. Right. Which that's so sad. It's it awful. Is I would freaking hate to be. Yes. And then, you know, Jennifer's mom's like, look, and he took me away from my country. Yep. I didn't and know yeah, the she, language in America. Moved to America. I think like she said, like she got pregnant or something and they moved like the next day or yeah. whatever. It was like very she didn't soon. Have any friends. So I, right. I understand it was a very traumatic experience. And then she's making all the, basically her mom, it sounds like she's insinuating that she was emotionally abused yes. by him. Yes. And she's she's saying things like, you know, I just was there to cook the meals and I had to go get his shoes and he was never there for you kids and I, things like that. Right. So it's just a really tough situation. Um, I don't I, know. I had a better... Uh, prior the mom, her mom annoyed me and I had annoyed me that mom they, annoyed me too. That they, the bickering between the mom and the dad, I, just, I really did think it, but to me, this does give it a little bit more weight as to where this like, um, disdain that she has for her, um, her husband. I'm talking about Jennifer's parents, right. where that comes from. Um, and I don't blame her. And I think in, like I said, the, a lot of these people, when they go through these, like, and this probably was a, tr- it's just a traumatizing event in her life, you have arrested development. There's yeah. something that happens that like you are now dealing with this trauma and you're trying to live within it mm-hmm. that you don't mature beyond like certain things. And I think that that's her mom in her old age and like to now her daughter, I don't think it's appropriate for her to be talking to her 
daughter about this, right. I think she should talk to a therapist yeah. and like, or some third party yeah. that doesn't need to involve. Cause even like, I think it shows on either this episode or the next one, like the granddaughter cries. Oh, she did. It was this episode. Yeah. So it's like, come on, you guys like, don't do this in front of your family. They, you know, as a child, you want to see, you understand the realities of like a relationship and what, yes. um, the ups and downs of it. And we, we've witnessed, you know, we all have witnessed like our you know parents probably get in a fight or something, but it does right. kind of weigh heavy on the child. It does. Even as an adult, so yeah. even Jennifer as an adult, it's too much. Yeah. For her grandkids, it's obviously too much to be, but go, go figure this out, but maybe with, in therapy. Oh, I 100% agree. I and really do sucks. believe she went through something like that. It's like, you, it's like a whole life gone with this man. Yeah. She never wanted to be with. Right. Harboring tons of resentment, but you need to go figure that out somewhere yeah. else. Like yeah, absolutely. And it sucks that she, she's 100% right. wanting Jennifer to be on her side. Like right. she's literally right. getting mad at Jennifer right. in previous episodes. Cause right. she feels like she's on the dad's side and it's just very, that sucks. Yeah. I would hate if my parents did that to I me. Know. And by the way, my parents are divorced, but they never did that. No, they never, never, no. never like you guys really always talk like shit about each United other. Front and family. And yeah. yeah, it was like, they really let it like, let us, cho- you know, right. choose if, our own thoughts and feelings about right. it. And we, and actually my sister and I never had to take a side. No. So, yeah. um, and it sucks, but her parents are 100%, especially the mom seems to be really putting her in the middle. Um, and it sucks. Yeah. So then we get to Marge, Jackie and Melissa go to lunch mm-hmm. And Marge is talking about her mom saying that she was never really a mother. She never made her feel safe. And God, that sucks too. Like, I, yeah. I love her and Marge Sr. And I think Marge Sr. is funny to watch right. and she's entertaining. But gosh, the amount of resentment that somebody must have. And obviously it seems like Marge is able to set that aside for the yes. most part and have a very good relationship with right. her mom and but take still it for see what it, it is. For, exactly. See it for what it is, yes. but still be able to function and have a relationship with her. Yeah. But that I think is that's, a that's very healthy. Hard. That's a healthy way to process it, that you Absolutely. can identify it. it did exist. I'm yeah. not saying it didn't happen, yeah. but I can still have this relationship with my mother and we right. can move forward and still, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, that I find that interesting. Right. And at one point Marge says to Melissa about Joe, she's like, look, Joe doesn't like it that you don't need him. And Melissa immediately is like, well, I do need him because we have kids or whatever. So the conversation kind of, you know, goes about that. And then Marge is talking about Teresa Go, now that now Marge is talking about the pool party that Teresa, no, no, no. There was some event. Oh, Dolores's event for yes, the breast cancer. Right. Teresa said at the time, no, I can't go because Adriana has a soccer tournament. But Marge is like, well, you know, she didn't go. She didn't post any pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, you would think that a mom would post pictures, you know, if she's at her daughter's soccer tournament. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of like alluding to the fact that maybe she went off to be Your with her boyfriend. new boyfriend right. that she hasn't announced right. yet. But, you know, I mean, I just went to my kid's soccer game yesterday and I didn't post one damn picture. And the only reason yeah. why is I'm like, because I'm sitting there yelling at all the kids from the behind the goal, like to like, you know, put pressure on the other player. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Mateo, oh, you're around that mom. Me. Oh, I, I, I just discovered I am that mom. So I don't think I could go to my kid's soccer game anymore is what I'm saying. But, um, yeah, I did, but I still 
didn't post any pictures. Oh yeah, I've, but I've my whole life totally was, yeah. done that too because I'm sorry. Drew played softball for a while too, and it was like, okay, one game bleeds into the next, unless yeah. it's like some championship. But also, I am that mom as well. And I one time did have the coach tell me, you know, mom, it's probably best. I promise you, I got this. <laughs> and I know you played softball, and you're giving her tips from the bleachers, right. but, but uh, I need her focus and attention. And I was like, oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Oscar, my husband's actually coaching Mateo's team. Yeah. And I took it upon myself because I was just certain they couldn't hear him because everybody has to wear a damn mask. Yeah. That they couldn't hear him on the field. So I, I posted myself behind the goal, <laughs> wherever our goalie was, and literally was like, yeah, I mean, like I'm and Oscar, the coach was like, you yeah. need to calm down, yeah. like, calm down and like, stop. Like yeah, I got it. Go sit down. And coach. Yeah. And, like, hey. and I literally was like, Dying a thousand deaths, like yeah. get the ball, turn it around, and no, the corner kick is like that. And then I'd be like, Eli, that Mila was next to me. Mila's like, that's not Eli, that's so and so. You know, whatever. Oh, like I like, okay. didn't even know their name. You're like <laughs> literally sick. calling out the yeah. wrong kid's name. You were like <laughs> yeah. spiraling. At no, the I'm surprised I didn't get carded. To yeah. be honest, it's uh, so I determined. I don't think I, it's in me. I can't go to these games. Like it's too. I'm too competitive. I didn't really. This is the first time I've seen my kids play a sport that they're like actually having to compete in. Neela just did like gymnastics and dance and all that kind of stuff. So this is a whole new, it's just drumming up a lot of anxiety and competitiveness in me. It's crazy. It's very intense. I have no desire to be the coach. So when Drew was playing softball, he's like, why don't you like try to be assistant coach? And I'm like, yeah, no, 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 I'm good. Right. But I want to control from the bleachers. Yeah. I really like can't help myself. I know. Sometimes I don't even know I'm doing it. Yeah. It's like real quick. It is a tick. Yeah. Sidebar. Yeah. So my, I played softball all growing oh, yeah. up and through high school and I usually was the pitcher and, um, my dad, uh, is not a sports guy. Right. Okay. Oh, he's he's so a fisherman. Easy. He's an old hippie. Yes. He's just so laid back. Right, you know, my right. dad is, my dad's the coolest, but right. he would, oh my God. but my dad also, uh, we grew up being sort of like tortured by our dad, like just Basically, like my dad would like make fun of it. Like oh, yeah. my dad He's would do so things funny, yeah. like he we would bring home our school pictures. Yeah, you know the little wallet right. size. I mean, we were little. Uh-huh. I mean, I was like seven years old. Come home, daddy, look at my school picture. And he's like, oh, honey, this is so pretty. And he would cut it out and put me on his lap and show me that he put it in his wallet. You know, inside the little plastic. Mm-hmm. And then you know, my dad's an artist. Right. Slowly, he would pull out a sharpie from his back pocket and he'd go, oh, what about this? And he would start drawing a freaking mustache. <laughs> On my picture. Okay, I was seven years old. He he lived to F with you guys. But he it was did. for his own entertainment, which now I'm seeing I see that with Steve now. I feel oh, like in God, a way Steve, there's a lot of like they're very alike, yes. which is they like each other a lot. Oh, and when yeah. they're together, they have they totally yeah. bond and have great conversation. Uh my dad wears his lawn king's hat yeah. every yeah. single day that he swears it brings him good luck right. at the which lake. Steve's business. Right? Yeah, which he's on the lake every day. Right. But yeah, but obviously he was drawing on the plastic. Oh but yeah. But as kids we're like <laughs> and we would cry and run to our room and my mom and dad thought it was the funniest oh, thing. They tortured oh my us. god, if you can't laugh at your kids. But going back to the sports right. thing, you know, my dad was not super competitive, but he, they went to every single one of my games. My parents were always very present. I would be on the pitcher's mound or I would be at bat. But right. one time specifically, I was on the pitcher's mound, like feeling very intense, trying to strike these right. girls out. He is standing behind the batter's box. So I'm looking eye to eye. I'm on okay. the mound. He's right. You I know, got it. Yeah. He's standing behind the batter. And my dad would sing 
Aerosmith's Dude Looks Like a Lady in jazz form. <laughs> While I'm pitching Jesse. Wait, can you? How? I'll tell you right now. This is like exactly, the Kenny the Cadence of how. Here it goes. He would go, Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> to his own daughter. It's like, to yeah. his daughter. And I couldn't stop pitching. Right. I can't stop the game. No, I-, I have to literally pretend he doesn't exist. And it was so awful. That was, that's my dad in a nutshell. I love so, it. yeah. It's like the, you know, that basketball where they have like those like white, tall things. They like clap, 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 clap when the guy's trying to make like the foul yeah, shot. The basket. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like what he was doing, but to his daughter who but like, to his, just he was distracting yeah, his on daughter. Purpose. Like he, yeah. he could give two shits right. that like, but that's just, my dad has never, he doesn't have a competitive bone in his body. So laid back. Right. Everything rolls off his shoulders. Like he's just, eh, whatever. But he, very much like Steve, he is uh, a little bit psycho and likes to get uh, – he thinks it's funny it's all, it's to mess with people in his own way yeah. for his own entertainment. It doesn't entertainment. even need to like involve anybody else. Like no. he by himself can entertain himself. It doesn't mean like, hey, look, I'm going to like do a fast one on her. Oh, yeah. It's for himself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, it. yeah, that was – it was not I good at the time, it. but now I can look back and laugh. Yes. I am somewhat scarred by it. <laughs> Um, oh, and then I love it during that lunch, Marge says something. They're still talking about Teresa. Probably they think that she's found a new boyfriend, but she hasn't said anything yet. And Marge is like, you know, when someone talks about sweets that much, somebody's probably eaten that pineapple bush. She's like, that's oh, what she says. Oh, is it pineapple bush or she's, puss? I thought she said pineapple bush, but maybe pineapple but puss. the episode makes... is called pineapple puss. Oh, then it's pineapple yeah. puss. I thought she said, <laughs> I thought she said bush. <laughs> and I was like. That's a weird, know, yeah. but, but, but okay. pineapple puss, puss makes so yeah. much more sense. Yeah. Thank you, Jesse, for See, catching that. These details, I love. Oh that. my god! And then, sadly, Dolores, you know, she gets an abnormal mammogram, and right? Mammogram, and she needs a biopsy. And I love that Frank's totally there, there for her. Well, yeah, and she's they not going to tell anybody too. Yeah, like she's, she's going to wait. She doesn't want to scare right. anybody, which is such a protective mama bear thing yes. to and do. And she said it's an Italian thing because she said like Italians just handle their problems. Yes, because if she tells her mom or her aunts and or family members, they will worry probably more than she will. Right. So you just handle your business until yeah. it needs to be said. And that's such a Dolores thing to totally. do too. She's right. so like, you know, just kind of keep close to the vest. Um, and then, you know, Frank and Dolores talk about how they're still flipping houses together. Right. They're not affected by COVID. No. It sounds like they're still making money, which I think is so cool. It'd be cool to see them have a show. Oh, I think so. A flip yeah. a house flipping yeah. show. I would be more entertained by him. Like, oh, I want to see more of, of Frank and Tanya. Um, Jennifer. Oh, and of course, there's a scene where Jennifer asks her kids to help her clean up, and they don't. Of course, they are spoiled rotten. Right. Then you've got Jennifer posting on Instagram. It's an Instagram live. live. And she's like, you guys, I need a live-in housekeeper. My nanny went back to her country. And of course, Marge is going to oh, yeah. call All her out. It. Marge oh, yeah. is like, girl, you're so tone deaf. You're tone deaf, which I, I would have to agree with. But that's yeah. also biased because I don't like Jennifer. Um, you know, so then Tree, Teresa has a psychic party. This was my favorite part of the show. Okay. This was the most boring part for me, I have to okay. say. So this is why I I'm going to bring this up. God, okay, I love go ahead. Okay. okay. Just to open it up, Tree right. has a psychic party. Uh, again, Gia's acting over. so annoyed by her mom, just like mm-hmm. constantly like rolling her eyes at her mom, which I think is hilarious. Right. Um, Marge's jacket as she walks in says, sweet but psycho. Right. 
Uh, and she had a huge ass ponytail oh, too. Oh, little, like big old clip in, yeah. which I'm not a fan of, but I always think Marge looks she pretty cute. She looks really like, good. She yeah. She looks great. Marge has hair like mine. I feel like I struggle, like I'm losing hair, like yeah. pre Marge's hair is not super thick, so she right. puts a little piece yeah, in there. Little, put something in there. Yeah. Uh, Jackie walks in and bold face lies to Teresa's ass because she says, Oh, your house is so pretty. Bitch, did you no. see those door handles? <laughs> did you see that <laughs> those front random door? ass windows that are like, <laughs> God, like I, I, I can't. She I lied know. to her face, but of course, yeah, you know, what else okay. are you going to say? Right. Uh, so of course, Marge goes right in and tells Jennifer, Your IG. Your IG was a little cringe. Right. Can't, you know, basically complaining about no nanny and a housekeeper during a pandemic right. when people are losing their jobs. Waiting and for their second stimulus waiting check. Waiting for their second right. stimulus check. And it's like, yeah, I get that. Because right. during the pandemic, I did think that people, including myself, needed to be a bit more thoughtful yeah. about people who what really you were post impacted. on social yes. media. Like you, you really should limit your whining. Like, right. Oh my God, my Roomba vacuum died. I'm right. going to die. Right. Like, oh my God, right. my Roomba. It's right. like, dude, people are like waiting for their stimulus check, right. out of a job, totally. can't pay their rent. kids are at home, nonstop. Yeah. Right. Um, now I'm going to ask you, because I know you've got a lot to say about this, but <laughs> so Teresa's party is all about her having a medium show yes. up. Right. Okay. What are your thoughts on mediums? Well, that's what I, well, I know your thoughts. Okay. So I, this is like what I wanted to bring up because I... I I find it fascinating that you find it boring. Yeah. Because don't you think that every she hit the nail on the head with every single person? She did. But okay. I am a very skeptical and right. cynical person right. by nature yes, you are. and I always am thinking like there is something to this. This is a production. Right. You know what I mean? And, and it was almost too good, Jesse. Okay. Uh, to me it was like it's almost too good. Okay. She's not going to hit like if it's that good and she's hitting on that precisely on things sums up right that's me but but this is but in in life though you have you ever had any interaction with a psychic or a medium i haven't and i would totally do it okay I so we're total, gonna do I'm it not then scared of it i will i'll do it with i you. have somebody okay. okay oh my god so this is what cool. i want to tell you so there's several times in my life i've had an experience with a psychic or a medium but before i go into that like yeah. to before i go into a sidebar um i really do believe like the reaction, like the things that she said, I really don't think even production would have known those things to say it, to say the thing about Dolores's dog sitting on the couch. And, um, I mean that maybe the thing about David, okay, that's fine. But then even like with Jennifer's family, like, is there somebody really holy, you know, that you have in your past? And yes, she had a great, great uncle who's now been uh, ordained as like a saint by the Pope himself. Like that's just a crazy kind of, you know, thing that she brings up her mom and yeah. Like but she was hitting on everyone. Everything. She had something pretty I just darn accurate with every woman. I just woman. don't think it's fake. Okay. So I, I want to, I don't know what the hell I believe to be honest. Like right. I say like, I'm not religious. Do I want to believe that we all just like blink out and die? I don't want to get into a whole discussion of about course. end of life of or anything. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, do I think our loved ones who have passed over are sitting on a couch somewhere waiting and watching our lives like they, like on a TV screen? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what, the, what, when psychics, I do believe when these people like that they can connect, mm-hmm. there's either something that they're pulling from you that they're so intuitive, they're pulling from your energy. Like maybe these souls aren't really giving them messages from the great beyond. Yeah. I don't know, but I yeah. still am entertained like 
I freaking love this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I like to think like, you know, yes. um, and I, I know you do. You and I have talked about yes. this a little oh, bit before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're not into astrology. I know. Your sister is. It's uh, also like, yes. yeah. So I love yeah. that kind of stuff. I love I know. to think, but in a way like that's light, I'm not going to live and die by these sure. things. I'm not going to totally make some decisions, but it's interesting to it you really, and you want yes. to tune into it right. and you want to hear right. the information. And right. to be honest, like I want it to be true. There is a part of me that's like, yeah, I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility right. that somebody could pick, has almost like a sixth, sixth sense and can pick up on certain energy. And I, I, I don't think that's totally out of the right, realm. Right. However, I, like I said, it is within my like to DNA be yeah, to be to, skeptical right, right, of, right. of a lot of things. And like, I relate it to magic. Like there's magic. And right. when you see it happen, yeah. it is, you're like, it's crazy. Right. How, that did not <laughs> yeah. just happen. How did it's that card end up over on that shelf over there? Yeah. How they can make right. it look. But as we know, it's all, it's, it's all trickery. It's mastering like really fine, you know, something. Yes. yes it's, it's all trickery. Right. Okay. So then I Smoke look at mirrors. the mediums. I feel like there is a real possibility that mediums do the same thing as magicians. They have figured out how to make it hit, uh, factual enough or, or, or have enough information that the person to make the person think that they're really connecting with them right. and, and saying these things, but there's some trickery to it. It's right. just because I'm a, I really am a skeptical person and I'm right. kind of like, eh. and it was just almost too good to be true with this medium. Right. But, but again, was, but I feel like it I mean, could... what about remember the, for the one of, I think it's the first season, the Beverly Hills with Camille, yeah. the dinner party. And she had What's her face? That was like they had a show about her. Um, yeah, yeah. The oh one my god, who's smoking a cigarette, yeah, the, the vape pen, or whatever. the morally corrupt. Yeah, and then she did Faye have Resnick. some things that she said, and she's actually that psychic medium was used in real life right. to solve cases. Yes, and, and I've heard of that. about her. You know, whatever. yes. So I mean, I think there's something to these people. They are also real people, but do they sometimes like? <clears throat> I feel like it, there's, um, it's on a spectrum. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's even times like I've had dreams where I've, the, whatever I dreamt about for some reason comes true the next day. I've had that happen too. Okay. Absolutely. So the craziest thing. And I, and I think if like, I could, like my sister will always say like, if you can just harness the power, like you, there's things that, that that's like documented. I've said before, like, so in particular, this is my only like major claim to fame with my mm-hmm. psychic ability. Yeah. <laughs> As when my grandfather was dying, which I've talked about on right. a, a podcast, you know, before or one of our other episodes, uh, two weeks prior to him passing away, I had a dream and I told my mom the next day, mom, I had a dream and I, it was Daisy was in my dream and Daisy is my older sister who passed away in a boating accident along like we 30 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was in my dream and said, grandpa's coming to my birthday We're it's my birthday. Uh, he's ca- something about his, her birthday. Okay. And I just told my mom that, and I didn't really pay attention. I just was like, you know, anyways, two weeks later, he died on her birthday. Whoa. And my mom was like, that almost the moment you said that, she yeah. said, I knew that. And it was, it was like, it progressed and he died on March 19th, which was her birthday. Yeah. So that was like Weird. my only kind of, yeah. Like it, it gave me know. chills. Yeah. But I wouldn't know that that's what, I wouldn't know to tell somebody. I'm not receiving something that I consider like yeah. messages from something. You just okay. thought like, yeah. gosh, I had this dream. Yeah. You so know. what I'm saying is I do feel like people have some kind of, and I don't know what that is. I like, I don't too. know what this premonition that or yes. yeah, whatever this energy or why do I have a dream about somebody? It's so random. I haven't seen them forever, but I just happen to see them ne- the next yes. day. Like it's just weird. Okay. Yeah. So that's like for me and psychics, I have 
talk to psychics. Okay. And there's one, I remember. Well, okay, there's two in particular. So there's one time where, um, I was in San Francisco with my sister lives up there and, um, she's lived there for a really long time. And if anybody's been to San Francisco, there's like a huge homeless right. uh, community. And this is Jesse's little sister. Yes. My l- younger sister. And, um, some of them become like just part of the neighborhood. And even though they're homeless, they're like family, like, you mm-hmm. know, you know, so anyways, we were sitting outside at like a wine bar, um, sitting on the outside tables, like drinking wine and yeah. like having like a good time. And, um, I, <laughs> my sister's like, oh shit, here comes Joe. And I'm like, who's Joe? And she goes, it's this, he's like a friend, he's homeless and he kind of has a personality disorder. But once you start talking to him, he won't shut up. Yeah. But you know, she's like, I can tell he's coming right for our table. And my sister, like, um, she even like helped him try to like do her, his, uh, resume. Like she's had a whole history with this man. Okay. And I don't know if his name is Joe. It was something. But um, so I'm like, she's like, oh, and by the way, he right, right before he gets there, he also thinks he's a psychic. I'm like, oh, like I want to like talk to this. him. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, like, like, I'm like, just let's engage like a little bit. So he comes over and starts talking and he is like rambling, like kind of like a crazy man. And at the time, um, my uh, now husband and I were just starting to think about having kids. We weren't even married. We wanted, we knew we wanted to have kids before we got married. We were just going to start the process of having kids. And we had been trying for a couple months, but it hadn't happened yet. And I'd gone to my doctor and um, I'm prefacing what happened. And she just said like, Oh, you know, your lab works look good. His stuff looks good. You know, um, you'll, um, uh, if you still aren't pregnant in two months, here's an exam called a histosampelogram where they shoot dye. They just check, make sure your fallopian tubes are open. Your uterus looks, uh-huh. everything looks good. Like the, the actual like equipment looks yeah. great. Okay. So that was like a prescription or like an order she had written that I just was like, okay. Like I just like shelved it. Okay. Like I'm, and it's also invasive. So it's like the last thing I want to do. So I'd rather just keep trying. And if it really down the road, we'd do it. So I'm like, I'm going to talk to this guy. First, I just started asking about my sister who passed away. Cause of course I want to hear yeah. if there's anything of that course. he, and he said some things It wasn't, he didn't mention cause she died. Um, it was in a boating accident. There was something about a boat and what color the boat was. And I don't know what color the boat was, but yeah. it was like, yeah. okay. So yeah. I'm like, okay, well maybe he's got something here. And he also said something about my grandma who had passed away that the, the smell of makeup reminds me of her. And it does. Oh, that's what I smell makeup, like the smell of like a lipstick, like the product in it. Not oh, with it's grab, perfume. Did your always have lipstick on her oh, teeth? Oh, lipstick. Oh, lipstick <laughs> on her remember. teeth. Caked on lipstick <laughs> on her lips, like the dark eyebrows. Jessie's like grandma was interesting. Oh, big old helmet hair. Oh yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so that was, I was like, okay. So I'm like, okay. So I said, can I ask you a question? And I said, I don't want to like exploit what you're doing. I, cause you're obviously doing this for free. I just yeah. want to ask you, um, my, um, boyfriend and I, cause my boyfriend at the time, are trying to have kids. Like, do you see anything? And he's like, honey, yeah, well, yeah, you're going to have kids. You'll have two kids or whatever. You know, so I think he said two kids. He's like, but you got to go get your equipment checked. And oh, I was weird. like, oh my God. And, I was, and all of a sudden I was like, ding, like, oh my God, that order that my yes. doctor had ordered. So I went home, um, made an appointment. Wow. Got it done. Found out I had a uterine septum yes. that I had yes. to have surgically corrected. It was just basically a snip and they had to release the septum, right. but I would never would have gotten pregnant. Like I would have done the, that. Yeah. The egg would have never implanted because the septum took up too much surface area and so would always, anyways. So I was like, holy yeah. shit. So yeah. that was one thing. So I'm like, okay, but who knows? It's yeah. like, but he just, the fact that he used the certain words he used, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Then I, had a friend who had used a psychic who she's super skeptical, super intelligent. And she was only going with her girlfriend who that girlfriend's, um, fiance either 
was killed or committed suicide. Mm. And they wanted to know that part. So, but anyways, the the takeaway was she just said, I was shocked at what the psychic Mm. knew. And she said things about and her daughter, her dad had just passed away that she's like, I would, he, she would never know. Right. She could never Google this. She could never see it on my Facebook. She could never, she didn't even know I was coming to the appointment. First of all, she just, as a favorite, just picked up on my dad's energy and had to address it. Right. So I was like, oh my God, okay, give me this girl's number. So yeah. I call her. And at the time when I wanted to talk to her, I'd already had Mateo and um, Mateo had a lot of, de- he was for the most part developing normally, but speech was really difficult. Sure. So, and I'm like in healthcare and I know all the experts on everything pediatrics. I work in pediatrics. So I, you know, had him evaluated up and down and went to all the specialists, did everything like overkill. And I'm just like, but you know, the, la- the only thing I haven't done is consulted a psychic. Maybe yeah, she knows something not? about his future. Will yeah. he talk? Will he have, you know, normal language, you know, this kind of stuff. So I had called her and it was crazy, the stuff mm. that she knew. That's insane. That she would never know. And I'm not going to get into it because a lot of it right. is very personal, sure. but like, oh, I remember you that, telling yes, me and it was being, shocking. And, 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 um, I, again, like I, I truly, I think if I have my own experience that will help me to, maybe if I uh, consult with a few psychics or right. mediums or just right. kind of like just go down the path right. to see what I, cause all I've seen, I've only heard secondhand, like right. from you. And right. obviously I trust everything you're saying. And yeah. I know you, you, Jesse is not, you're I'm not an overdramatic practical. person. Yeah. You're super, super practical. practical. You're not like a braggy person. You're not like a, you're just kind of like, this right. is what it is, right. you know? So I 100% believe yeah. you yeah. and would want to have my own experience. I'm not afraid of it. Right. Like, let's go. And I wasn't going to spend like a thousand dollars doing it. Sure. I, mean, but I it's only like, booked a half an hour. It was only 60 bucks. Yeah. Like I would have like gone to Vegas and like gambled yeah. money away for fun. I would totally do like, that. I was thinking of it as like funny money. And if it was all wrong, I just would have been like, oh, okay. Like I wasn't like going to, you know, make major changes. I just wanted to see what she said. Yeah. But she first, she did talk like, you know, <laughs> what's funny is like when she was, you know, when I, when I, she first picked up the phone, she's like, okay, I'm going to clear the space and I can hear her like shuffling the car. Cause it's on the phone yeah. and she's in Northern California and right. she actually, I guess, prefer it's too much energy when she's in person. Okay. So, um, as she's shuffling the cards and she's like, she's I'm like playing like go space. fish with herself while she's, <laughs> I heard her smoking a cigarette at one point. <laughs> But anyways, she still knew her shit. So That's like, crazy. um, she like cleared the space and this is my first time with her. She said, all right, so what do you want to know? And I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. Oh, You're you the were, psychic. Jesse was going in there like, I got this. I am not going to give her right. one ounce of information. So every question she asks, you answer with a question. I don't know. You too. You tell me. me. I don't know. I Did don't I? Know. Did she? Did it? So like, she's like, no, honey, right. listen. She's like, there's a lot I could go. If you want just a general read, let me yeah. know that. If you want to talk about your career, I can touch on that. So I right. said, well, okay, let's just do like a general read. I don't, you know, we're, yeah. you're, I'm getting to know you just as much as you're, I guess, knowing me or whatever. Right. And so she was like talking about me and it was like, boring. It was like, you need to exercise. Oh, you God. Need to, I'm like, I, I, but it's like, of course you need to do better, like budgeting, budget wise, like all the things that like I knew and was it's like, like boring. Everybody. I know yeah. literally I was like, okay. And I said, do you, um, I know you can like read the dead, but do you read the living? And she said, yeah, I can. I said, what are you talking about? I said, well, I have two kids. Um, Mateo was two at the time and Mila was like just born, like four months old or something. I said, I want to see if you can like read my son. She goes, yeah, just give me his name and age. And so I did. And she, from the first thing that she said, she knew something that I had told nobody. 
she knew right away, told me everything about him that nobody knew. That is just And so like, it was so crazy. So, I mean, (laughs) then she did say like, just to make light of it. And it was really helpful actually. It helped ease me a little bit because he wasn't talking at the time. I just wanted to know, was there something that you were worried that he was trying to like get out or that he was feeling that he couldn't communicate or express or whatever. Um, and she really did help me with that, that he will speak and you know, he's going to need speech therapy, but it's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. And she was dead on. Yeah, she was. (laughs) She did say though, she goes, I mean, I don't know if you could, she goes, listen, like, you know, just, I don't know what you do in your life, but you know, she's like in, um, you know, don't take this too seriously and don't worry too much. But when in his team teens, he's going to dabble in a little bit of pot. And I was like, that's the worst thing. And then she Jeez. said like Mila, she loved Mila's energy and that Mila would drive like a bat out of hell, but that's how I drove. That's actually how you drove. And I was I, like, I wonder funny. like if that, it's just funny, like those things. So yeah. I've actually talked to her several times since then. She predicted like our pl- a plum- major plumbing issue that we had. She predicted a trip that we had no plan in taking. We never even planned a trip. She goes, a trip is going to present itself in a couple weeks go it did. because it's gonna be a while till you guys travel we'll again have to do it together yes. like because I, I really want to do it and i trust yes. you and yeah. so I, let's yes. do it like yeah. let's, let's let that it. be a yeah. thing so anyways, for us i was i knew you were gonna say I, oh yeah that you knew was boring i was like oh yeah but that's what I love that, about this that, is like that that part of the episode up i loved it well i you and i have so many um obviously some things that we bond over yes. and similarities we've been best right. friends for i don't know three Forever. decades or yeah. something but we also are inherently different, different. Yeah. in ways like right. that. Like, and what's funny is I knew you were going to get entertainment <laughs> out of that one. And yeah. I was like, God, I'm, I'm just <laughs> get this stupid medium I shit. Oh, I didn't care what she was going to say know, about any crazy. of the women. I was I like, so boring. Yeah. But of course I made notes because that's our job right. on right. this podcast. Okay. And of course the medium says to Dolores, you know, David isn't your soulmate. He's not chasing you. Dolores, and then she brings Almost up something care about, less. Yeah, she couldn't care less. But then when the medium brings up her dog Boo, yeah. she cries <laughs> well, like a baby. And they never they hardly and that is ever very seen telling. Her. Yeah, I, I know mean, they it's... hardly seen her cry. But she did say like your soulmate is waiting for you when you're free. Like yeah. when you have like let go of this person, David. Basically, yeah, you'll meet him. And then I thought it was interesting when the medium says to Jennifer, "Does your mom consider herself an abused woman?" And I think this is the first time the word abuse. Mm-hmm. has been used to describe her mom's situation. We just, I think, have only seen in previous episodes that Jennifer's mom is unhappy with the husband. I didn't choose him. I didn't want him. But this is the first time, I think, that we've heard the word abuse. Right. And Jennifer answers yes. Her mom does consider yes. herself abused woman. We learn later that it's more, like sounds like emotional res- yes. abuse, yes. And maybe right. not physical. Right. Um, this, you know, the medium alludes to Teresa being in a relationship, big whoop. Um, then Joe and Melissa go to dinner and, um, in a cave, in a cave, which is like so interesting. <laughs> um, and Melissa says in her confessional, you know, that her mom, when she, she's, cause they're taught, they're dealing with their daughter's, you know, sex life or right. lack of whatever they're tra- they're going to have like the birds and the bees talk, the talk with their teenager. And Melissa's in her confessional and she says something like, you know, my mom, uh, she saw me sitting on a boy's lap and she said, you should be ashamed of yourself, yes. which was like, ugh, gut wrenching for right. me to hear. Cause I know. it's just like, God, that's so wrong. Right. But like cultures are different right. times are, you know, so but then you just, Melissa did say something that I was like, Oh, I'm going to take note of that. Right. That she then knew she could never talk to her mom about that stuff. Yes. 
that, that, and exactly. Right. So there, so if a mom, it's like, gosh, there's no handbook for parenting. Right. But when parents are too strict or too judgmental or too down your throat because you're not getting straight A's or you're sitting on a boy's lap, you know, kids can shut down right. and go the opposite direction. And then they go and learn it on the streets, you know, cause they can't talk to you. So they go talk to their friends. Right. Who knows if they're getting misinformation about sex, Most you likely. know? Exactly. Well, right. yeah. Yeah. Just go in a hot tub. It kills go, everything. <laughs> I think the hot tub gives you everything right. except for pregnancy. <laughs> Pretty sure. Right. Um, so I just thought that was kind of interesting, but you know, during dinner, you know, Joe does apologize to Melissa, you know, you know, just, yeah. he just says, but He's just like, don't forget about me. But then he kind of made me cringe. And I know this sounds really small and some people might think I'm making something out of nothing. But when Joe apologized to Melissa, he just said, you know, I just never want to lose you. I think that's fine. I guess context is everything, you know, I don't know, or intention is everything. I don't know what he meant by that. But like the way that I see Joe, I do believe he is, you know, somewhat controlling, jealous. She's even said that or alluded to that at least. And, you know, like she's his everything. And then it made me flash to, gosh, is he the kind of guy that if she left, he would go off the rails? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because that just made me feel when he said, I just never want to lose you. Right. Like this desperation yes. of, I must keep you at right. all costs. Right. And it kind of... Maybe cringe a little bit yes, and kind of raise the, the hair flag. on my arm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he is controlling. And usually when you, when you have a controlling partner that's coming out of some kind of insecurity on their behalf right. and they're not truly supporting you and it's kind of a one-sided relationship, yeah. which is what they've had. I, you know, and she's saying, and I saw her on Watch What Happens Live and they discussed it, that, um, <laughs> they even had like a bit where it was like, uh, me, Tarzan, you, Melissa, or something oh, like that. They're yes. basically comparing him to like this, like caveman Tarzan type yeah, of like, you can't very, help like do that. yeah, like Neanderthal yeah. type of like mentality. <laughs> but she said like, you know, yeah, the, even just from being on the show, like being on housewives has opened up a lot of doors for her, which right. is like now she's fine. We find out from the psychics, you know, she's five years into envy this business, this shop that she's opened up. And she said with Bravo and like just the opportunities, you know, um, that's been afforded to her for through that, she could do something most nights of the week, like a red carpet event, some kind of event right. that she is just away doing a lot more. And so that's kind of hard for him because he is, you know, he's getting probably, you know, he gets some fame from the show, but he's still like in his construction business yeah, and still does that. But now she's really focusing on her like yes. public image and the shop right. or whatever, but right. it's like, you know. It's so, interesting. It is. And I, I can understand a man feeling some sort of way about that, you know, yeah. um, insecure and, you know, she's gone more and this and that. So it has been kind of like interesting to watch. Right. Um, and then, so it cuts back to, so Jennifer, um, tells her mom, you know, basically, you know, I saw a psychic or a medium and the medium said, you know, I need to acknowledge your feelings that you feel emotionally abused. And then this is when Jennifer's parents go at it. And the mom says something like, you know, he never made me happy. And the dad's like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so frail. Little. He's so he frail. Like he's, got he's got his AirPods yeah, like in. Hanging out of his yeah, ear. Just watching YouTube or yeah. whatever he's watching on that little tablet. And uh, bullshit. 
And then, of course, this is where Gabriella starts crying and it right. sucks because it's like very traumatizing for her to see her grandparents just kind of like hate each other right. so much. And they mention again that divorce is very frowned upon in the Turkish culture, which, you know, it's just with all the pressures of life that, that are already there, it just sucks to feel I can see how somebody would feel trapped. Now, again, Restrained. I did, I, when I got my divorce, it, yeah. I knew that my family would not disown me. I knew people would, I, of course, people you. talked and okay. we were the talk of the town for a little while, whatever. It's like, oh my God, they got a divorce. You know, we were together for a long time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I just, it, it sucks to be like, you just are stuck together forever. Right. That's There's just, no way out. Right. Like, yeah. That no. sucks. I get it. You get married with the best of intentions. Right. It's meant to be forever. Right. But I apps and I believe in fighting for your marriage, especially yes. if you have kids and all right. these things. But if it comes to a point where you are just literally not well inside, you right. are not you are not you happy. You, you are you. not yes. you. You are miserable. Mm-hmm. You have one life to live. Hashtag YOLO. Yes. And I look, get a divorce. Yes. Just I remember do you, yourself when, a favor. Yes, when you called me to tell me, I remember that too. Jessie. I remember I, you I were right. Like I, it was really because I loved, I loved you. Him. Loved you know, us. I loved yeah. us. But I remember you saying the first thing you said. I want you to know. I've thought about this for a really Years. long time. Yes, I have thought this through. This is not an irrational like decision. This that is not an made. overnight. Yeah, like lot has, and all that's all you had to say, and I knew that. I yes. knew that that's what you had the thought. And there was such a like blossoming of you after that, which yeah. you always always have been. Like you never seemed restricted yeah, or back or yeah, anything no, like that. Yeah, it, wasn't it wasn't like that. a controlling situation. It just was like not who you wanted to be with. Right. Because when you're miserable, when you get to a point and I, he's so crazy that, that phone call obviously meant something to you. That's why you remember it. It meant something to me because I was the type that the reason why a lot of people were shocked when we broke up is because I had been miserable for years, unhappy, but I was the type to not let people know right? and not make it your problem and right. not complain about it and I'm just handle it, over handle it for the, yeah. I had young kids. Right. I wanted them to be happy and see a happy mom and dad as much as I could. So when it, when it came to a point where I was like, I, I, I can't, can't do I this. physically right. cannot do this anymore. It literally just was one day. It yeah. literally it's just like a light switch. It was a light switch. It was that, like you, it cannot, it was like you took the red pill or whatever. Like, yeah. you can't go back now. I can't yeah. go back. I couldn't go back. It's the right. craziest thing. And you were the one person who I trusted to tell that to, mm-hmm. who wouldn't judge me. Right. Who wouldn't. I also wanted to feel like it was a safe space that you weren't going to be that person to be like, ah, I knew it. I knew there was trouble in paradise. Let me go call this person. Oh, guess what? Yes, Jamie what and so-and-so are getting right. a divorce. And then, right. because I did have friends like that at the time. And I think, yeah. you know who I'm right. referring yes. to. Yeah. And it, so it was like, I trusted that you really were going to have like, my back. Yes, I was in, you gen- probably would tell your family concerned. about it, which are also right. my, I consider your family, right. my family, but you would not just go out on the wire and be like, dude, no, you right. guys, D- guess for what? Gossip. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. Right. And, and I, I felt very protected with you. You were sad you. and I was sad. I, was I wasn't fu- like uh, fueled by your, you know, yeah, yeah, no. no, it was. So yeah, I, I totally remember that. And that was also when I knew like, I'm doing this. Yeah. I just broke down and told Jesse, mm-hmm. like, I'm doing this. Yeah. I, that was me voicing it like right. almost that like for the like first time. Yes. Yeah. So that, exactly. So yeah. I can't, I look at my life now and I look at my husband yeah. now and I look at Stevie. my baby Stevie yes. and I just look at, I, 
I you just, made the right I, decision. I made the right decision. And yes. it's not, I don't want anybody to have the impression that I wasn't in an abused relationship. No. Really, it wasn't any of that. No. It, it also wasn't even infidelity. No. It was the two teenagers who got together and right. had a baby, got married, right. had another child. And like, you just, you ch- you become different people. Yes. Um, but apart. in a major way, yes. I will, there's more to it, but yeah, yeah like, um, and so I'm so glad I made that decision. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a better mom for it to my kids. Even my older kids tell me, "Yes, like mom, this was, was the right, right decision. decision." And God, of course, that makes me like, made, yes. yeah, it feels so good. It makes but it all worth it. It like makes it all worth it because it, it yes. was the hardest. Was. And my son, as you know, yes. had brain surgery yes. at 10 months old. Right. My divorce was actually harder. Yeah. I it was because like you yes. have kids. It it's just like the is. Dismat- and you just don't know what's on the other side of it. And you, you just have mom fear. Guilt. Yes. And you Crazy fear for what guilt. is this going to do? And what is this, you know, but we see now like it is the best thing. And that's why, but don't you feel like compared to Jennifer's story or Jennifer's mom's story, yeah. you're almost like in an environment that is like, okay, where she felt literally she couldn't even do there that. Was she no disowned or she, there was no out. No. That is an, an, an like, that is a very horrible, scary, I feel like place to be. Yes. And so probably the resentment grew and this is, so I just cannot imagine being, feeling that trapped. You already feel trapped as a mom because you have kids and you're like, I can't do that to my kids. But at a certain point, it just, you have, something's got to give. So the whole situation is interesting. It is sad to see her parents, you know, going at each other like that. And again, they had the granddaughter crying. That was like, yeah. Yeah. Granddaughter crying. And then basically next time, um, it looks like Marge is going to again, go in on Jennifer and tell her she's tone deaf, which I agree. Um, and then Teresa is crying or in shaking at some point saying, like she has anxiety about coming here. Like, I don't know what coming here means, uh-huh. but there's a scene where she's crying and she's saying like, um, I have anxiety about coming here or I have something yes, like, I know. I'm so I don't know what, that, what means. that is. If it's like to do with her parents or prison time. I don't know. Yeah. I have, oop, I have no idea, but, yeah. um, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, next time we'll be talking about the season finale mm-hmm. to Atlanta, which I don't think I even care about. I just want to skip to the reunion. Oh yeah. Cause definitely. you know, Kenya's going to bring it. Oh yeah. Her and Portia are going to go at it. Yes. Um, it's going to be interesting. I know. I'm excited for it. So anyway, I guess let's get out of here, right? Until next time. Until next time. Thanks you guys so much for joining us on this episode of Judgy and Jurious. Judgy and Jury-ish. Also check out my true crime podcast called Murderish. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hit subscribe to Judgy and Juryish wherever you're listening now so you don't miss any new episodes. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Judgy Juryish and join our Facebook group. Just search Judgy and Juryish Podcast on Facebook to join. And please leave us a five-star rating and review in your favorite podcast app. But make it nice or we might have to check you, boo. Mm-hmm. And remember, fix your face and stay looking hot because you do not want to end up with a crappy mugshot. Bye. Bye.